Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, no, Christy's he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. You can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? <laughs> we want to be very civil, right? Not only is it awful, but it is reminiscent of the worst language used in Nazi Germany during the 30s. And... Look, I mean, I'm used to this guy doing this stuff. I mean, you know, 10 days ago or so, he got on the stage because I criticized him in a speech that I had been there earlier in the day and, you know, called me a fat pig. (laughs) I mean, you know, this is a guy who there's nothing he won't say or do if you don't kiss his rear end. I I don't. Just like Hitler. Right. I, I, you know, I think we should rise above calling our opponents fat pigs. Uh, you know, come on, let's be more grown up than that. On the other hand, I don't think someone calling a fat person a fat pig is a Nazi. Maybe you're indelicate or uncool or mean-spirited or whatever, but I don't think it's reminiscent of Hitler. Calling people vermin or fat pigs? Very Hitler-esque. Yes. That's the key aspect of Nazism to me is the harsh criticism of the overweight. Good Lord, we live in unserious times. Except for people like Barry Weiss, who I don't know how many times this week I've mentioned that speech she gave at the Federalist Society. We've got it at the website. We've got it at the Twitter machine. 
I recommend watching or reading the whole thing. It's about 40 minutes long, but it's one of the best things I've ever heard or read. One of the things she talks about very, very eloquently is how we have lost our sense of justice in the country, specifically in terms of double standards. We played a clip earlier this morning where she points out it's illegal to mask yourself at a protest in quite a few American states, including Virginia, right by Washington, D.C., where uh, it's been illegal for a very long time because the Klan used to show up masked and intimidate black people. And so laws were passed. And if you are a neo-Nazi a right-wing extremist, and try that, you'll be busted immediately. But if you're a lefty, go right ahead. Mask up. Wear your Palestinian what's-its or, or your Antifa mask or whatever. Mm. Uh, really, really blatantly, easily understood to be completely unjust and unacceptable. So anyway, she talked about that and then uh, goes on on that theme, Michael, in 36. No more double standards on speech. Public universities are constitutionally forbidden from imposing content-based restrictions on free speech, and yet that's precisely what they have been doing. Ask any conservative, and I know a few now, uh, (laughs) who's tried to speak at a public university and had a security fee imposed on them, or had their speech quietly removed off campus into a small, restricted venue. Private universities can legally restrict speech, but their restrictions can't be enforced discriminatorily, and yet they are. No more double standards. And then she illustrates her point with this story, which you may recall, which is going to make you want to ball up your fists and slug somebody. Don't. Instead, channel that energy into pushing for the sort of justice she's calling for. I'm just going to give you one quite amazing example from Yale Law School. In 2021, in an example I'm sure all of you will know, law student Trent Colbert invited classmates to his trap house in his announcement of a Constitution Day bash hosted by FEDSOC and the Native American Law Students Association. It took 12 hours for administrators to process discrimination complaints, haul Colbert in for a meeting, and suggest his career was on the line if he didn't sign an apology that they wrote on his behalf. The law school dean also authorized a message condemning his language. Why all of this hullabaloo? Because trap house was a term that some claimed had racist associations with crack houses. But when Jewish students wrote that dean two weeks after the Hamas attacks, detailing the anti-Semitic vitriol they had received, they got a formulaic reply from the deputy directing them to student support services. For certain students, kid gloves. For others, the maw of whatever hate their classmates and professors can dream up. The universities are playing favorites based on the speech they prefer and the racial group hierarchies that they have established. It is a nasty game and they need to be called out for it. I remember that story. It was ridiculous at the time. But yes, the yeah, completely laughable, yet the repercussions weren't. Uh no. But then uh as she said, the Jewish students complain and you get nothing. Right. You get a form letter. No. That is unblanking believable. It and really that is. is Yale law. Yeah. Isn't it? We are educating our alleged best and brightest to be neo-Marxist 
uh, activist lunatics. This will not end well. <laughs> and certainly discriminatory. Which uh, they oh, yeah. claim the exact opposite all the time. And there is nobody with the authority to enforce what is clearly just and the will to do it, apparently. It's got to come from we the people. In what form, I'm not exactly sure. Continuing to speak out and call it out when we see it is important. I'm not sure that'll be enough. See, what I don't have a sense of is... How many young people have been indoctrinated in this ideology? To what extent they have adopted it and believe it? Because I know anytime somebody goes to a college and says, how many of you think cancel culture is an ugly thing? Uh, the majority of hands go up. So I don't really have a sense of to what extent we've they've actually indoctrinated students and how many students and how long they hold on to their beliefs as they get out into the real world. Um, so I don't know how far the, the contagion has spread. I, I know you've used that example before, and I always thought it made sense, but um, I think what we're learning is just people are so dug into their positions that, because I know a few people like this, they would see the stuff that they don't want canceled as canceled culture that they don't like. They mm -hmm. would see the stuff on the other side getting canceled. Well, that's just legitimate doing away with hate so they right. say they don't like cancel culture but they do if it's for the other opinion right which is the root of what we're describing a double standard right so just asking a wildly people to bias double standard so that's a problem with just asking if people want to get ca cancel culture rid of cancel culture nobody's hands go up they only mean for their it's just like the whole no i believe in free speech i'm going to decide what speech should be free i'll be the arbiter of that right Right. So, like I say, my, my point was not that that proves anything. My point is that I don't know. It's very hard to tell. And uh, Barry Weiss, as a liberal practicing Jewish woman, makes the point that whenever societies are in trouble or struggling, it's bad for the Jews. If you see Jews being beaten in the streets or rounded up or in danger, it's because a society is struggling. Well, are we struggling as a society? Hells yeah. Yeah, struggling, unstable, uh, less and less just. Yeah, uh, she is absolutely the spokeswoman for the left understanding how insane the far left has become. Um, and I'm hoping that awareness, I, the uh, antibiotic of that awareness is enough that the people on the left who thought, you know, these young people, they're insane. They're spouting crap I'm pretty uncomfortable with. But, boy, they have a lot of energy, and they always show up to vote, and they hate Trump. So, yeah, let's go ahead and, and put our arm around them and say, we're with you, because they're useful. Well, I think they're waking up to the fact that they are, you know, it's like the old expression, if you dance with the devil, the devil doesn't change. The devil changes you. You're not benefiting from these people like you think you are. You're being poisoned by them reading the oppenheimer biography that they made the movie out of uh is just shocking to me how much anti-jew hatred there was in the country in the 30s and 40s um oppenheimer's jewish as were a lot of his fellow physicists and everything i mean see the list of nobel prize winners and how many of them are jewish it's shocking it's amazing it's really impressive but anyway 
um, like applying for jobs and, you know, apply for a job at Harvard or Yale or any of the most prestigious universities in the country then and now. And they'd say, now we, I think we've got enough Jews on the staff now. You, you actually wouldn't get the job just because you were Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems so crazy. Well, it's funny when I started reading this book several months ago, it seemed crazy. It seems less crazy now. Yeah, I would agree completely. I think we've all read with horror of, uh, you know, the various pre-Holocaust actions in Germany that showed where they were headed. And it seems impossible and just what a strange time and a strange people full of hate. And wow, how could that happen? Well, it's happening here now. Ask the Jewish people who had to be whisked out of that Arizona state facility as uh, angry protesters screamed anti-Semitic slogans and not up with Palestine, the people have suffered enough. No, anti-Jewish slogans and pelted the building with rocks. Or a Jewish council meeting yesterday in Berkeley and uh, protesters were throwing money at them with the old Jews control the money message. That's something in Berkeley. You remember when a couple of dozen morons in Charlottesville, Virginia, marched and said anti-Jewish things? That was the greatest crisis our country had ever faced, according to the lefty media. It's why Joe Biden ran for president when he saw the hate in those faces. He doesn't remember that, but that's what he said at the time, yeah. And now it's like, "Ah, well, you know, the Palestinian people have suffered, so uh, I don't know. These people are protesting. Uh, Nothing to see here. Well, you won't see the hate in their faces because they got masks on. Uh, More on the way. Stay here. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The restaurant chain Chili's yesterday released an ad that features a new version of its jingle, Baby Back Ribs, performed by the R&B group Boys to Men. Sounds like Boys to Men has got bills to pay. And we should have dug that up in the meantime. That is out. We could hear it. It's out there. It's online somewhere. Find that if you can. The new Boys to Men, Baby Back, Baby Back jingle. Hey, here's my favorite story that I never mentioned. I forgot to mention the other day. Uh, from the Wall Street Journal, what the hell is going on at the FDIC? As a Senate panel heard stories that were deeply troubling, accounts of alleged harassment and a toxic culture within the bank regulator that includes 
strip clubs, supervisors having sex with employees, and senior bank examiners texting female employees photos of their penises. Here's a picture of my penis. Member FDIC. <laughs> so get to the objectionable stuff. Oh, my God. All the yeah, men... they've done like a multi-part uh, series on this. Yeah. Well, the supervisor having sex with an employee, I, I hate that That being as an example of, that's a workplace that needs to be shut down. That is his oldest time, always will be. I mean, who knows what the relationship was? But then, you know, uh, the whole, they're all going to strip clubs and trying to get people drunk and sending around pictures of your penises to people is probably not a good idea. Member FDIC. <laughs> DIC spells dick. Oh, boy. Wow. Frequent. Well, I'm not even going to say it because I have class. Exactly. Yeah, it's the government, though, or something like the government, so you won't get fired. Anyway, so speaking of the workplace, uh, Jack, you have young kids. This is the 10 Gen Z slang terms that annoy colleagues the most at work. Gen Your kids Z. use these terms. How young are Gen Z? It doesn't matter. Uh, old enough to be in the workplace. Right. In Charles Dickens' world. Uh, overused, cliched, cutesy, etc., uh, number one on the list is goat. I think everybody uses goat yeah, now, right. don't they? I do think it is overused. Yeah, it's played. Everybody's not the greatest of all time. I just think the concept is overused. Yeah. Have you seen those? What's what's the company that... Uh, it's one of your giant consulting companies that uh, their theme is uh, quit calling people a rock star at work. Yeah. And you have various guys from Kiss. Right. right, right Ozzy right. Osbourne. In a, those are pretty cute. I think honestly. those are Super Bowl commercials last Super Bowl, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's where it debuted, yeah. Uh, Slay, often paired with the equally insufferable Yaz Queen, Slay is employed when a person is exceeding expectations. Yaz Queen? I don't know Yaz Queen. I'm afraid to say that in mixed company. What does that mean? I, I don't no know. Idea. I'll have to ask my daughter. Um, uh, sus, now I've heard you describe oh, that. Kids use that a lot. On All day, every day at my house, yeah. My boss was using full words to describe a task I needed to complete. It was really sus. <laughs> yes, queen is like cheering on another woman. So you go, yes, queen, like you look beautiful or it's kind of like a compliment, usually woman to woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I think if is I, it I, sus? Yeah, to... I, think, I think if I said it to someone, it would be sus. Yes, yes. Well, I have plenty of yes queens in my life. I'll begin praising them thusly. FR, I never heard this one. No, I don't, FR, I don't believe anybody. Real? I don't believe anybody's actually saying that. I always what? think that with these lists. I just, I don't, I don't believe anybody's actually saying FR. Well, they've said all of the other stuff thus far on the list. I've never heard but yes that one because you haven't. Well, there you go. You're ignorant. <laughs> Please, how many yes queens have you neglected in your day today? Even already now. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, vibing, my daughter yeah. uses that one all the time. Yeah, that that's a big one in the political circles, actually. Oh, is that right? All my political podcasts that I listen to are constantly talking about vibing. Which means, sometimes it means like relaxing, sometimes it means uh, getting along well, like uh, you're simpatico. Oh, well, the way it's always used when the, the, the podcast I'm listening to is the got vibes of this, it's vibing, it's like it's something that's catching on and becoming popular. Hmm. This says a way to express one's positive emotional feelings for the young and verbally ungifted. A person feels such good vibes while in okay. a cheery and uplifted mood. We were really vibing. 
All right. It was great. Uh, flex is a form of bragging or gloating, like flexing is one month's muscles. I've used that one. My son said I like yesterday. That. I think it's descriptive. Son said yesterday something I was doing was a good flex. I don't remember what it was. Glow up, used in reference to a person's personal improvement over time. Okay. Dude, your skateboarding uh, game is really glowing up. All right. That one's not annoying to me, really. I don't. That doesn't bother me. Bet is another way of saying yes or I agree. Yeah, my son says that, and it always strikes me as weird. Yeah, that was. I actually heard it the first time in Only Murders in the Building that the the young hipster Selena Gomez character says that, and the old guys look at her like, "What?" <laughs> and then basic is a way to describe a person's lack of individuality or independent thought. Like you're a dope. He's basic. Mm. I may throw that one in till it catches on. People know I'm insulting them. Neato. How did the Neato summit between Biden and she go? Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the armstrong and getty show This meeting yesterday actually delivered results for the American people, and quite frankly, the people of China and people around the world. But the American people benefited from this sit-down together between President Xi and President Biden. What a load of crap. Uh, Mark Halpern in his newsletter was talking about what a great job the Biden team did. I mean, because that's your job of setting, like, unbelievably low expectations, feeding that to the media, then doing the, like, lowest bar stuff he could possibly do. Uh, and then getting all this credit for it, like some great thing happened, as you heard right there. And uh, and I've heard so much media coverage of that. Yeah, it seemed to work. 
and uh, there's real progress in uh, the reversal of where we were a year ago and uh, building a relationship and the fact that President Xi called Joe Biden my old friend signify it doesn't signify a freaking thing. God, you people are children. You are children. Are you kidding me? Now, we had Josh Rogan of the Washington Post on earlier in the show. And, man, that was a great segment. If you didn't hear it, get that in podcast form, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. But reading from his article alerted me to this. So um, the deliverables that the White House was touting that the media bought hook, line, and sinker and acted like this was all a big deal yesterday. Um, Getting deals on military communications, opening that back up. Uh, stopping the fentanyl, making fentanyl or the products that allow you to make fentanyl, and then a deal on the environment. Well, uh, one, as Josh Rogan pointed out earlier on our show, having them pick up the phone when we call them is like the least you could do. I mean, that's like the most basic, we're not enemies thing you could do. I characterized it earlier as like Stockholm Syndrome or Battered Spouse Syndrome. We're thanking them for not hitting us anymore. Yeah, it's really weak. The whole thing on the fentanyl, they made a deal with the Trump administration on fentanyl and didn't follow through on it back in 2019. So whoop yes. And then the same on the climate thing. Okay, they agree to uh, to try to fight climate change. We'll actually do it, damaging our economy and costing us lots of money. They'll completely ignore it. As they always do, and nobody will pay any attention. So, whatever. Big deal. Uh, The other thing, I was just watching, uh, this Fox News, but all the cable news channels have been talking about Joe Biden calling him a dictator. Who cares? Here's a tip for you. Here's one of the reasons we try to present things in an entertaining fashion. None of these stories are real. Most of what you hear every single day on talk radio and cable news is, is just filling time. It's just filling time. They got nothing to talk about. Nothing is happening. Right. It doesn't matter right now, let alone tomorrow or a week from now. The Chinese communist spokesholes react with outrage, horror, and anger to everything all of the time. So the fact that Joe Biden said, yeah, he's a dictator, and Anthony Blinken allegedly cringed as he said it, because it Blinken was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to write a letter now. Dang it. How much did Joe Biden damage the relationship by referring to him as a dictator? Well, Jim, it set back the progress that no progress was made. No setback occurred. Nothing changed. China's going to do whatever the hell they want to do unless there are some incentives or deterrence to change their direction. Yeah, they're not sensitive teenage girls, the, the two superpowers. It doesn't work like that. It's amazing the extent to which that narrative is uh, is popular, though. That, wow, if Biden can get together and be really nice to them, and they can walk there uh, in, in, in the South Bay in that really nice nature area, maybe he can convince Xi Jinping to become a responsible member of the world community. He called him his good friend. He called him his good friend. We're buddies again. Uh, uh, got you. It's, again, you're children. I would like to know more about that picture that uh, Katie texted us yesterday of she's limo coming into san francisco what was with all the chinese communist flags and not a u.s flag to be seen what is that oh 
We had one of our beloved listeners send us a bunch of picks they took, uh, not far from the old radio ranch, actually. Uh, thousands of people at the barricades waving uh, and, and shouting and cheering and waving communist Chinese flags as their leader has uh, arrived. Where's the, where does their loyalty lie, do you suppose? They're loyal Americans. Don't be a racist. What? Um, here's some analysis from a guy I always like to hear what he has to say, James Stravitas. He used to run NATO back in the day, commenting on the talks yesterday. Put yourself in Xi Jinping's shoes in Beijing as he watches this debacle unfold in Ukraine. And if you're Xi Jinping, you're kind of asking yourself three questions. One is, I wonder if my generals are as bad as those Russian generals appear to be. It's an enormous uncertainty for Xi having watched this Russian military break its fix on Ukraine. Wait a second, you mean he's going to make his decision based on how good he thinks his military is a moving on Taiwan? I thought he was going to base it on whether or not he likes Joe Biden. Um, James goes on. And thirdly, he says, your point, sanctions. He watches the sanctions on Russia. They're not perfect. They're a slow-moving train. But he looks in that mirror and says, you know, my economy... It's too big to sanction, right? We'll see. Yeah, well, that gets to what I was saying about (laughs) His course will be changed by deterrence or rewards, but not by whether or not Joe Biden schmoozes him at the dinner table. Oh, my God. I know. I know. And, you know, it's, it's not harmless that the American people think this way, because as Josh Rogan pointed out, it, like president after president after president from, you know, he cited even George H.W. Bush through Obama, through Trump, believe they can be a dictator charmer. And if they can just hit it off, if they can just, you know, strike the right notes, then they, they're they simpatico. They can start talking, really get some good stuff done. I just think somehow the naivety of the American people, naivete, uh, leeches up to our leaders somehow in a process I don't quite get. I just wanted to hear this one because it specifically references Taiwan. And then secondly, if you're she, you're thinking... I wonder if those Taiwanese are going to fight like hell, the way the Russians have. Answer, Mm. he doesn't know. He's never been to Taiwan. I've been there. I've met with Madam Tsai, the president. I think I know their military pretty well. I think they'll fight. And that's uncertainty for Xi. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, getting back to the, uh, did they hit it off? Or are they good friends thing? Like it's a coincidence that two years ago when China's economy seemed to be a juggernaut, they were acting the tough guy. And now that they're facing serious economic headwinds and a collapse in their property markets and and deflation and uh, investment is leaving as fast as it can, all of a sudden they want to sit down and make nice and talk about some of these vexing issues between our two old friends. I mean, come on. Oh, our news media is terrible. The beginning is of a real relationship. Well, you asked earlier when we were talking to Josh Rogan that the thing I wonder is, do they believe it? It it seems that, like, Barack Obama actually believed his personality could sway other world leaders that Joe Biden might think the same thing. He might actually believe the whole, no, 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 if I I schmooze him with my friendship, he'll change the, the decisions he makes as the leader of the second biggest economy in the world, which is hilarious when I say it out loud. Oh, it's such a big part of Obama's ego. He's still trying to push for an Iranian nuke deal or to revive that because he wants that to be his legacy. Yeah, you're going to talk the mullahs into being nice. 
Holy cats, are we? We're a, we are, and we've all known people like this. Really nice people, primarily. But they are such saps. They're at constant danger of the wolves dragging them down. We're that way as a people. Henry Kissinger once characterized the United States as a big, friendly dog. He also threw in, sometimes when we wag our tail, it breaks things. Um, but we are a big, friendly dog of a people. Boy, last night there was a um, uh, there's a video that's out about the war games that we have done, our Pentagon has done, uh, and other think tanks if China does move on Taiwan and we try to protect it. And most of the time, China wins... Uh, and sometimes we have a stalemate, but none of, in none of the examples did we win. And um, this think tank went through a whole bunch of different examples of how China now is a big, bigger navy and how far we are behind on this aircraft and that aircraft and all kinds of different things. But at the end, they were quoting the uh, Teddy Roosevelt um, walk softly and carry a big stick and how we are to a great extent now. We talk loudly and carry a little stick. And I was thinking about that when you hear Joe Biden and Kamala Harris said, don't, don't, you know, the really strong, you better not, but can we back it up? And some of your think tanks and war games would show maybe we can't. Yeah. Which is highly troubling. I'd say we will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've got a pretty much hilariously stupid article from the New York Times about uh, how to handle it when you're 
Didn't get a good night's sleep, which is perfect for me because I did not. But first this. Um, do you remember this? This is the original jingle from It's Chili's. I want my baby back, baby back, chili, baby back, 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 um, I've never had them. Have you ever had Chili's baby back ribs? I'm sure that I have. Yeah, we used to take the kids to Chili's now and again back in the day, and I love ribs. So but I've, I did. I've sung that jingle a million times, especially when my kids were little. And my wife would hand me a baby. I got my baby back, baby back, baby back. I wow. did it every time. Wow. To the point of annoyance. That's edging close to cannibalism. There, a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people thought that was Boys to Men singing that song back in the day because Boys to Men was popular back when that came out. It wasn't Boys to Men. It was some uh, studio musicians and whatnot. But the uh, hit group Boys to Men actually has recorded the new version, which sounds like this. I want my baby back. I want my baby back. I want my baby back. Just got it. I want my baby back. You think it's a love song, but it turns out they're talking about hog meat. <laughs> what was play, play the Seth Meyers joke again? Just because the joke's so funny. <laughs> I like that. The restaurant chain Chili's yesterday released an ad that features a new version of its jingle, "Baby Back Ribs," performed by the R&B group Boys to Men. Sounds like Boys to Men has got bills to pay. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I disagree. That's not very funny. They did it for money. Of course they did. <laughs> well, come on. You wouldn't do it if your career was going well. Is the thing. I think. I grant you that. You yeah. don't think the Rolling Stones would say sure? Taylor Swift wouldn't say, "Yeah, I'll do that." Sure, I'll sing about ribs. <laughs> um. So, uh, man, did I have a? She might sing about quinoa or something like that. I had a really miserable day yesterday. You know, some days just stack up as miserable in all kinds of yeah. different ways. Just all kinds of different ways that I can't talk about on the air. But just, it's just like it was one like thing after another where I really, you know, it starts to it starts to numb you out. Or it's like this is is this all happening at the same time? It's just <laughs> anyway. am I in a movie? Yeah, exactly. Or is this, is this a joke? Anyway, uh, consequently, I did not sleep very well last night. And Hanson got me this article from the New York Times. Uh, how to salvage your day after a bad night's sleep. And I do I do like the sub headline, which says you'll need to adjust for your shortcomings, which is what I do, because I've had many, many uh, uh, not good nights of sleep, and I always think, okay, remember, you didn't get much sleep, so don't overreact to this or that. Yeah. Remember, remember, you're not you're not your normal self. And I, and I think I do a pretty good job at that at this point in my life. But some of their recommendations are just, or, or, or insights from experts, are just so incredibly stupid. For instance, um, caffeine can help. Thank you for that. Wow, what? Is there an adult on the planet? Number one thing you should do if you're suffering from a bad night's sleep, you did give me a guess. Take a nap, it says. Thank you. Now quote some people with PhDs. Wow. Again, slow down. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Quote some people with PhDs in sleep study 
And your number one tip for if you didn't get a good night's sleep is take a nap. Sleep you, another time. If you can't do yes. that, drink some caffeine. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that too. And then it talks about sleep inertia, which is a fancy name for you don't want to get up. All of these insights I find humorously just, I don't know, average in terms of insight. So if you hit your snooze alarm one more time and your your partner says, are you going to get up or not? Honey, I have sleep inertia. I'm afraid it's the sleep inertia that's keeping me here. But there are a couple of ways I can overcome this bad night's sleep. One, get more sleep. I, I could nap on later. Now. Oh, that's a good one. Nap. Or maybe drink some coffee. You know, uh, New York Times, it's it's the digital age. You don't have to fill a paper. <laughs> you don't but, have to find that, you know, article that you haven't published for weeks because it's dopey and stuff. It didn't, no need. But the adjust for your shortcomings, realize that you're way quicker to go to fight or flight or uh, suffer from depression or antisocial behavior. I mean, I, I wake up that way after 12 hours sleep, but um, it, it adds to it is yeah, that's 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 a good thing to remember. Yes, I would. That's that's really good advice. Honestly, um, it reminds me of uh, my oft-stated principle that I realized at one point in my life that I was an idiot and would always be an idiot, and uh, in in certain ways. And so the key is not to sit around wishing you are not an idiot. The key is to design your life around your idiocy to minimize its impact. I mean, the the simple dopey example is I always put everything in exactly the same place because I am the king of setting my glasses down somewhere ridiculous and then spending the next 15 minutes of my life trying to find my glasses. So I just can't. Got to be disciplined. for final thoughts joe getty let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew wouldn't that be grand michelangelo our technical director michael what's your final thought i'd give anything to be able to take the perfect nap whenever i try napping i'm always so groggy afterwards and you know i'm glad you mentioned that joe's tip the other day that you read somewhere that either make it 20 minutes or an hour and a half but anything in between yeah anything in between i feel sick and like i want to die but I have found that out. It's, it's hard to ever fit in an hour and a half nap. In fact, impossible for me. But if I do 20 or an hour and a half, I feel fine when I wake up. Our esteemed newswoman, Katie Green, is wide awake. Katie? Yeah, or if you're tired and somebody goes, oh, what time you go to bed? Uh, couldn't fall asleep until 11. Oh, you need to go to bed earlier. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, wow. Uh, Jack, final thought for us? I'm going to write a couple articles for the New York Times. Find yourself hungry? Eat something. Cold? Put on a jacket. <laughs> Barefooted? Get some shoes. Right. Tired of stepping on sharp rocks? Consider shoes. <laughs> My final thought, inspired by Chris Christie, you pointed out Donald Trump calling people ver uh, vermin or fats, just like Hitler. Then you got uh, making fun of people's names, just like Hitler. You got having your Confederate crawl on their knees behind you, and then you get pushed just like Hitler used to love to do. <laughs> and I tell you what, try not to be like Hitler. Exactly. <laughs> Gee, money. Eh.
Remember when Dominic brought us the question, would you kill baby Hitler? And we uh, discussed that for like a half an hour. I do remember that. Dominic, a fascinating character. Mm, yeah, I don't want to dwell on that. Armstrong no. and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Often very, very good at his job, but completely cuckoo nuts and evil. Uh, so many people uh, thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the hot links for you. You can drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Pick up some A&G swag, would you? Helps keep everybody on the payroll during these challenging times. Pick up a T-shirt. We will have more news to talk about tomorrow. God bless America. It is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.